ప్రేమ స్వరూపులారా ఎంబోడిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ లవ్ శాంతిని లోపల ఉన్నది కానీ బయట లేదు పీస్ ఇస్ విత్ ఇన్ నాట్ అవుట్ సైడ్ అవుట్ సైడ్ నో పీస్ ఓన్లీ పీసెస్ డియర్ లిస్నర్ సైరామ్ అండ్ గ్రీటింగ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ప్రశాంతి నిలయం వెల్కమ్ టు అవర్ రేడియో ప్రోగ్రామ్ అవుట్సైడ్ ఇన్సైడ్ డీప్ ఇన్సైడ్ This is a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live hosted by Bishu Prosti. Today's episode was first broadcast live on 3rd May 2018. Dear listeners, Sai Ram from Prashant Nilam, the most happening place on the planet. As I always say, Welcome to Outside Inside Deep Inside I'm Team Radio Size Bishu and today is May 3rd 2018 and in a couple of days we are going to see Ishwarama Day celebrations in Prashanti Nilayam and everywhere where there is a Sai center I remember how in the last decade of Bhagwan's earthly sojourn wherever Bhagwan was be it Vrindavan or Kodaikanal he would return to Parthi just for this day and visit the samadhi of the chosen mother place garlands on her statue and distribute clothes and food to all the poor and the needy there the very mention of Ishwaramma would always overwhelm the Lord's eyes the very word Ishwaramma be it a devotee be it a student be it an elder anyone even just uttering the word ishwaramma would always make swami's eyes become full how pure is that soul isn't it every major mission that bhagwan accomplished he finally said he did it only to fulfill the wish of the divine mother he attributed everything to his mother perhaps just demonstrating to us how deep intense involving and all encompassing our love for our mother should be and of course our love for the divine mother also should be i remember talking to mr ramani the current vice president of shri satya sai organizations india and he recalled how he came to bhagwan way back in 1959 as a school going teenager swami loved his father mr nagraj and because His father was in the pharmaceutical business Swami always called him Dr Nagraj and whenever Swami came to Vrindavan in the 60s Swami would ask his father to take mother Ishwaramma for a checkup and Mr Nagraj would take the divine mother to Dr Parameshwaran a brilliant physician of those times who had all the testing facilities the x-ray ecg etc in his premises itself we are talking about a time when there were very limited medical facilities in india and whitefield especially was very much outskirts of bangalore but dr parameshwaran's clinic in bangalore was perhaps one of those very rare places in those times where one could give samples in the morning and could get the results in the evening and dr parameshwaran also was a very spiritual man he was associated with the shringeri math and he had great love for bhagwan too and swami would often send devotees to him for checkup and whenever bhagwan sent anybody to him he would always give first preference to those sent by bhagwan and he would tell everyone to convey his pranams to satya sai gopal that is how he used to address swami satya sai gopal so swami used to ask mr nagraj to take mother ishwaramma for a health checkup and swami would tell mr nagraj you keep ishwaramma in your home because it would take a while after she gives the samples in the morning 
she has to see the doctor again in the evening and Swami would tell Mr. Nagraj that she can stay in your home for the day and after she finishes consultation with the doctor in the evening, you bring her back to Whitefield. So, Mr. Nagraj had the privilege of having Mother Ishwaramma in his home. And Mr. Ramani, who was of course then a youngster, recalls how Mother Ishwaramma would always talk only about Swami whenever she was there with them. She would be constantly concerned only about Bhagwan and his health. She would be all the time thinking what to do so that Swami will eat a little more, what to do so that he is taken care of, what to do so that you know he takes some rest, what to do so that you know he doesn't get lost all the time being with the devotees. So this was the constant worry, the constant concern of the mother. Nothing else. Everyone came to Bhagwan asking for this blessing or that. Everyone came to Bhagwan with their problems, with their requirements. And they pleaded, prayed, they persisted and they had their wishes granted and they left. But no one came to Swami asking Bhagwan, Swami, how are you? Swami, is there anything that we can do for you? Mr. Ramani says, here was the mother who... 24 by 7 was continuously only thinking about Bhagwan. What should I do so that he will eat a little more? What should I do so that he will rest a little more? What will I cook so that he will add a little more to his weight? What is it that will add some nutrition to his body? He eats so less. This is what was the constant restlessness of the mother, of the divine mother, of the chosen one who was picked by the Lord among all the women in the world to descend, to be the medium to descend onto the earth. How pure her womb must have been. No wonder every time the word Ishwaramma is uttered, Bhagwan is in tears. How grateful we should be towards the mother for being that immaculate, pristine self so that she could be the carrier for the cosmic consciousness to descend onto the earth.
Madhurishwarama left her mortal coil in May 1972 and I shared it with you in the earlier episodes of this program how Swami gave the opportunity to Mrs. Ratanlal to start cooking for him in December 1971. When you think about it, it was so well timed just like everything of Bhagavan. And Mr. Ramani says... And he is someone who has lived with Bhagavan for nearly 45-50 years. After Mother Ishwarama left her body, Mr. Ramani says, it was Mrs. Ratanlal who had that kind of concern, that kind of restlessness about Swami's physical well-being, that kind of constant worry about Bhagavan's health, his food, his travels, his bed, his everything. In fact, he recalls how she used to ask his father, Mr. Nagraj, to bring vegetables from the city. In those days, the facilities in Whitefield, in Kadukudi, were minimal. You did not find good quality vegetables here. So, she used to ask Mr. Nagraj to bring vegetables from the city. And Mr. Nagraj, of course, would inform Swami because in those days, they did not do anything without Bhagwan's permission. So he would ask Bhagwan, and Swami would okay it. And that is how Mr. Nagraj would get vegetables for Mrs. Ratanlal. And Mrs. Ratanlal would always be constantly thinking how to rotate the vegetables, how to cook something different for Swami, how to ensure that Swami does not have the same routine food because Swami will just be satisfied with the ragi balls because he used to eat so little, just one or two pieces of ragi chapati. That's all Swami would want. But it was Mrs. Ratanlal who would be constantly thinking what would be nutritious, which vegetable should I have today, what did I have for him yesterday, which fruit will add more energy to Swami how to alternate between the vegetables, how to make new items, what will be to his taste. So this is what Mrs. Ratanlal was constantly engaged in. Apart from, of course, so many other responsibilities, but this was her primary concern all the time. In fact, in later years, when Bhagwan went to different places, Swami fortunately gave Mrs. Ratanlal to be part of the entourage gave her the opportunity to be part of the trip. And one of the immediate things that Mrs. Ratanlal would do wherever Bhagwan went is to go to the kitchen and see what they are making for Swami. Would it be something that Swami would gladly eat? Or she would herself make something in that kitchen which she felt you know probably would make Swami homely. Just like it was with Mother Isharama. We have heard so many instances where Mother Isharama would go into the kitchen and she would make that rasam or she would make that sambar what she thought that Swami would have a liking towards eating because as it is his schedule is so packed 
let him eat well that used to be madri shroma's concern it was the same with mrs ratnalal even when bhagwan went to kodaikanal mrs ratnalal would always go one or two days in advance and she would set up the kitchen and even though there were cooks who would make something for bhagwan mrs ratnalal would set up her own little kitchen when the boys would go for morning walks she would selectively pick up vegetables and she would again cook separately for bhagwan she would have her own little stove with two cylinders and she would prepare her dishes for bhagwan and it was not just cooking just like mother ishrama should be concerned about everything and she would do everything in her capacity to see that swami does not skip any meal swami does not skip food that swami has sufficient quantity it is not just cooking ensuring that swami eats because we know how swami has so little attachment so little inclination to eat it was always like that with bhagwan the boys would chant brahmarpanam and swami would have finished eating that is how much bhagwan ate and this was the constant source of worry for mrs ratanlal sure all the time wonder if he eats so little how will he carry on how will he go around giving darshan how can he go on talking for hours in the interview room if he does not have energy and in the day swami ate a little more she would be ecstatic and the day swami did not eat she would be completely crestfallen this is mrs ratanlal's life in a snapshot in fact there are so many instances that Mr Ramani was a personal witness to he mentions how one morning in Kodaikanal Swami asked all the boys to go to the dining hall and then Swami would watch as each student went and took their seat in the dining hall and Swami would be you know goading everyone to go and then after everyone settled down Swami went back and Swami himself didn't go to occupy his chair in the dining hall so a couple of boys prayed to Swami Swami please come and join but Swami said no 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 you all go and have and seeing that mrs ratnalal was very worried and so ratnalal amma goes and says swami please you you also have to come please come and have food and swami tried to evade her swami did not pay much attention but swami said i'm not coming now but you know just like a child would say you know i don't want to eat i don't feel like eating and just like how a mother would then say no no you have to eat how will you carry on with your work you will not have energy don't do this drama don't act up again so this is how mrs ratnalal also would be with swami and she would go and tell swami you have to eat what will happen to your health at least for the sake of your body you don't act up now you please come and have you have to have food with the boys and she would lovingly plead with bhagwan and mr ramani has seen how swami would accede to that finally when she pleads like that just like a child you know finally will come around once the mother knows what to do and once the mother persuades the child it was the same mrs ratnalal would lovingly persuade bhagwan and swami would give in and slowly that morning too swami went in and joined the boys for food this is what mrs ratnalal was to the physical form of bhagwan mr vinay kumar the youth leader from karnataka who had many chances of interaction with mrs ratnalal in the last 10 15 years of her life he recalls how ratnalal auntie would feel very bad if swami had not had anything to eat and she would be so concerned because she would always think how will he go around and give darshan he needs some energy isn't it why doesn't he eat and in fact there was one occasion she actually went up to swami and said swami you cannot waste the food on the plate you have to have this is how she could relate to swami this is how she could actually order swami and just like only a mother can do only a mother can do 
and imagine what was Swami's reaction when she said that. Swami just looked at her in a blank face. Swami himself was shocked. And then Ratanlal Lama picked up more courage and she took the rice, the sambar, the rasam that was there in the plate and you know what she did, made three balls out of it and she said, Swami, you are Brahma, you are Vishnu, you are Maheshwara. So she made these three balls of rice, rasam, everything put together and she said, Swami, please take this. This is Brahma eating. This is for Brahma. You please have this. And then she made another ball and she said, Swami, this is Vishnu. Vishnu needs nourishment. So you please have this. You are Vishnu. And she made the third ball. Swami, you are Shiva. You are Maheshwara. Shiva needs energy. You please have this too. I mean, this is how she would coax Swami and talk to him as if he was a little child. She would mother, be a mother for the Lord. And Bhagwan would accede. Bhagwan would relent. Bhagwan had no choice when Ratanla Lama, in all her purity, was able to offer her love, her immaculate love to Bhagwan. What level of purity one needs to have to be able to do this? In fact, it reminds me of Anusuya, the great mother from the scriptures, who through her purity, she was able to convert Brahma, Vishnu, Maishwara into babies in front of her. That was the power of her penance and her purity. When you think about these instances, you know, it's impossible that anyone else could have done that. Imagine ordering Swami. Imagine telling Swami, you got to do this. Imagine telling Swami, you cannot waste. But this is what Mrs. Ratanlal was to Bhagwan. She had that freedom. And Bhagwan too was very informal with her in the initial years. This is the ninth episode where we are talking about Mother Ratanlal. And if you have been hearing these episodes, you would have seen how Bhagwan brought her to his presence and how Bhagwan slowly has been shaping her. And so there were times when Bhagwan was very, very informal with her in those earlier times. In fact, in the earlier days in Bandavan, Mr. Ramani narrated how Swami used to ask his father to stay in Bandavan, in the Bandavan ashram in those days. And Mrs. Ratanlal had a little cottage. In fact, that's another story by itself how Swami built this little cottage for Mrs. Ratanlal. And there were just one or two more cottages and in one cottage uh, Mrs. Indra Devi used to stay. She's from the US. She was from the US and she used to teach yoga and in those days had a lot of interaction with Bhagwan. But when she was not there, her house was empty. So Swami used to ask Mr. Ramani's father, Mr. Nagaraj to stay there in the Brindavan Ashram. So that is how Mr. Ramani has seen Swami going into the cottage of Mrs. Ratanlal. So he has seen how Swami many a times during the day would casually just go into the house of Mrs. Ratanlal and there was a swing, a jula in the front veranda of her little cottage. And Swami would go, Swami would happily sit there and many a times Mrs. Ratanlal who would be all the time busy in the kitchen would not even be aware of Swami's presence. It was like her cottage was an extension of Swami's house. And Ratanlal Lama recalled how in Brindavan those days, it was full of mango trees. It was a mangrove all over. And there were full of different fruit trees. There was full of flowers. So the cottage was surrounded with all these beautiful trees. There were almond trees, different apricot trees, gova tree. So Swami used to just walk around. And in those days, nobody would even follow Swami. And there would be just a few boys around. That's all. 
So Swami was one with the nature, with the trees, with the fruits, with the flowers in that little Vrindavan. And in front of her jhula, in that front veranda, there used to be a table with four chairs. So many times Swami would just come and Swami would sit in the jhula and she would be in the kitchen and sometimes Swami would open the fridge and take out his pan. In those days, Swami used to chew pan. She would always keep the pan ready in the top shelf of the fridge. So Swami would come, pick up a pan and knowing what Swami likes, you know, many times she would also keep peanuts, peanuts which are roasted and the skin is removed. So she would keep a bottle of peanuts there and Swami would many times come pick up few peanuts and they sit on the swing and sometimes when she gets aware that Swami has come, she would offer Swami some drinks or coconut water. So this is how Mr. Siratanlal's home was for Bhagavan. No wonder, you know, she related to Swami at a very different level. So one day, she was busy in the kitchen and her kitchen door had a spring. So if you open the kitchen door, the noise would always alert her, you know, someone has come. But her front room door was made of iron, wrought iron, and that would make very little noise when you opened or closed the door. So many times she would not even know if anyone has come inside the house because she would be busy and, you know, in the kitchen there's always different kinds of noises happening in the kitchen, the grinder and the cutting and everything and the pressure cooker going off. So all those noises should be always submerged in the kitchen ambience and she would not even realize if someone had come and her house would be all the time open. She had never locked the house. So one day she was busy cooking and uh, Swami came in and Swami brought two baskets of fruits. Two boys brought that and uh, the door was open as always and so Swami then opened the kitchen door and saw that she was very busy in the kitchen and as always, you know, when she would be cooking, she would be singing so that her song was going on and she was lost in her song and lost in her worship because every time she cooked, it was a worship for the Lord. So she was lost in that work and Swami opened the door and perhaps Swami peeped for 10-15 minutes but still Mrs. Ratanlal was so lost in what she was doing that she didn't realize. So Swami went back to the jhula. So he sat on the swing and after a while Swami got up and Swami went to her puja room. So she had her altar. So every day she used to light lamps. So she had the silver lamps, deepams. And so Swami went there and then Swami went to the bedroom. So in her bedroom, there was this little closet, you know, where she used to keep her clothes, her jewelry, her money and everything. So Swami knew every little bit of her house and she never locked anything. None of the shelves where the jewelry was there or where her expensive watches were there, where her money was there, nothing was ever locked because the two, three people who helped her in the house, she trusted them completely and it was only Swami or the boys. So she never ever locked anything. In fact, Mrs. Ratanlal says it was the same with her in Mumbai too. Her staff was always aware of what is their where and she trusted them completely. So Bhagwan came, Swami went around the house and then Swami picked up a towel and then Swami took the jewellery from the shelf, Swami took the money from the shelf, Swami picked up the watches from the shelf, then Swami went to the altar, Swami picked up the lamps, the silver lamps and he put everything into the towel and he made a bag out of it and then he gave it to the boys and he told you take them away. And even as he was going, 
Then Swami told the boys to even take the basket of fruits, the two basket of fruit which had come. It was meant for her to prepare dinner for the boys in the evening. So the fruits also went back. And so Swami was there for more than an hour. And Mrs. Ratan Lal had no clue of what was happening in her house beyond the kitchen. After one and a half hours, she finished cooking for Bhagwan, and she was now relaxed. And then she came out and imagine for one and a half hours almost, Bhagwan was there in the room and there were boys coming, going, so many things happening. But she was completely oblivious to everything. In fact, Mr. Vinay Kumar says that, you know, that is a kind of single-pointedness with which one has to be immersed in when someone is doing puja of the Lord. And Mrs. Ratnalal used to say, puja is not just meditation. Whatever you do for the Lord, can you do it with that single-pointedness? Can we do it with that kind of intense feeling, intense focus? That is our worship to the Lord. That is our puja to the Lord. So many people just outside her kitchen, there is so much happening. But her mind is constantly focused. Swami says how even if a lady is carrying three, four pots of water on her head and still she can carry her baby in her arm and everything is balanced because you know her concentration is so high. Swami says that is how our intensity should be when we are connecting with the Lord. And every time she did anything, it was with that kind of intensity. It was with that constant pursuit of perfection, constant pursuit of connection with the Lord. So she finished her cooking and then she came out and she packed everything. In those days, she had to send the food upstairs. Mr. Rama Brahman was the caretaker of the Brindavan Ashram. So she had to give the food basket to Mr. Ram Brahman. So Mr. Ram Brahman went up to Bhagwan, and within five minutes, he returned and he said, Swami wants you to send those two baskets of fruit which Swami had sent. And Mrs. Ratan Lal is surprised. She says, you know, if Swami had sent the baskets, then you know, they must be in the house. You ask them, ask the boys to take it back. And she was still in lost in that singing mood. She had just finished cooking and she knew that those baskets of fruit Swami would have sent because that evening she had to prepare dinner for all the boys. And in fact, so she said that to Mr. Ram Ramam and Mr. Ram Ramam comes back and says there is no fruit. Those two baskets are not there. And now Mrs. Ratan Lal is a bit tensed because what has happened? What had happened was just 10 days before that, she had bought bananas and oranges and all these fruits. You know, Swami had again asked her to prepare food for all the boys. So she had brought like 500 bananas and 500 oranges. And what had happened was there was one boy who came to her home and that boy took the pan box and left the door open. And in the meanwhile, a bunch of monkeys came there and they finished completely all the fruits because her house was always open. And now when Mr. Hamrambam said there is nothing in your home, now Mrs. Ratan Lal is a bit tense because she was supposed to cook that day for 60 boys and she was supposed to make this fruit salad with ice cream and all that. In fact, in those days, every 15 days, Swami used to ask her to cook and invite all the boys for dinner. And it is to be elaborate dinner. There should be three pie sums and one fruit salad, ice cream, one sweet. 
it was so difficult to get the raw materials to get the fruits and vegetables at that point in time in those days in Vrindavan one had to go to the city market and it used to take so long the communication facilities were so limited and now Mrs. Ratanlal was tense because you know it was already 1 o'clock and how is she going to prepare all this food which has to be ready by 6 o'clock if someone has to go now to the city to get the fruits by the time someone goes and comes itself it will be 4-5 hours minimum so she was very worried. So she came in and, you know, she was very tense, not finding the fruit. Swami has said that she has sent the fruit. There are no fruit. So she was tense. She went to the bathroom. And when she was going to the bathroom, she, said, okay, she thought, okay, let's see what is the time is now. And when she's looking for her watch and her watch is not there. And now she's really now very disturbed. She goes to the altar and she sees Deepams are not there. Not even one single silverware is there with what she used to do for puja. And now she's getting so disturbed. And now she says, okay, forget all this. You know, it doesn't matter if you have lost all this. Now she goes to the drawer. She calls the driver and she goes to the drawer. She just wants to pick up the money and give to the driver and says, you know, you immediately you leave for the city and you get whatever fruits you can get. And so she opens the cupboard to take the money. There is no money. She used to have money in all denominations all the time. And now... She's completely in a fix. There is no money, there are no watches, there is nothing in the house. Then she sees that even her earrings, her bangles, nothing is there in the house. And then, you know, she remembers how Swami used to tell her, you are very careless. In fact, Swami once had told her that you are very careless. One day someone will come and steal everything from your house. And at that point in time, Mrs. Ratanlal had told Swami, Swami, who will come, Swami? If anyone comes, it will only be Krishna. That Krishna is the only thief. Only that Krishna thief will come, Swami. Nobody else is going to come. Why will anyone come, Swami? You are there with me all the time. Why will anyone come and steal anything from my house? This is the house she had told Swami many, many days ago. And now there are calls from Ram Brahmam. Where are the food baskets? And now when Ram Brahmam goes and tells Swami that there is no food basket, Swami says, call Amma. So, Swami is there standing and the top of the staircase and now she's there now below the staircase and Swami is looking at her sort of in a stern face and Swami is saying, you know, where are the fruits? And Swami is actually reprimanding her, you know, you are so careless, you leave your doors open, I sent you the fruit, you have no idea you know, how to keep things carefully and Swami is going on like that and there are people, the lady standing next to Mrs. Ratanlal and they're saying, you are so lucky, you are so lucky, you know what, Swami came and Swami was there for more than an hour in your house. They're telling in Telugu that somebody is telling in Hindi, somebody is telling in English and from there Swami is reprimanding her. So she was a complete mess, she didn't understand what was happening and then, you know, after 15 minutes, of all this confusion she tells Swami Swami you just wait these ladies are trying to tell me something they are telling me that you had come to my house and you were there for an hour or more is it true Swami and Swami immediately says no no who said that I never came but these ladies are saying no 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 Swami had come Swami had come he was there you didn't realize and all this Mrs. Ratanlal was so so flustered she didn't know how to react what was happening her main concern was how to make the dinner if the fruits are not there now how to prepare the food that Swami has promised for all the boys that was her main concern because it should not be just 60 people sometimes it would be you know 100 people because Swami would suddenly call guests and you don't know who else will suddenly land up with Swami it was always unpredictable so she had to prepare most of the time three uh, double the quantity or at least 50-60% more always 
and she had to make pulao she had to make kurma she had to make sambar rasam she had to make rice she had to make puri she had to make sweet she had to make papad because swami always wanted a complete banquet for all the boys that was her constant thought that how am i going to do this and then because these ladies were telling no swami had come swami had come so she looked at swami and said she just pointed to swami and said swami no thief had come i think only one thief had come and she pointed to swami and swami said what you are calling me a thief you are calling me a thief and she said no swami no swami swami when krishna used to go to the houses of gopikas and steal the butter we never called that stealing no swami that was just love that was the beautiful love of krishna isn't it swami it is the same how can you steal swami and swami started laughing and that is not all she said swami whatever you have taken swami you keep everything with you all the jewels the lamps my watches my jewelry everything the money keep everything with you swami you just only send those two baskets of fruits that is very important i cannot make the dinner otherwise please you just send this everything else you keep and swami was now in full beaming with smiles beaming at her beautiful love for the lord love without duty is divine that is what the life of mrs ratanlal is in fact one cannot but not think of mother yashoda and krishna when you are listening to the tales of the vrindavan that was one vrindavan and this was the vrindavan recreated it was the same sai krishna there were the woods there were the trees there were the gopikas the boys and there was mrs ratanlal the yashoda in fact i'm reminded of how swami used to mention about mother subamma and say that how she used to run after bhagwan just to try to locate bhagwan in the hills and the woods and carry different food items different items and see what swami will like should cook all that and keep searching for bhagwan in the morning because you never know where swami will be suddenly he would be there in the river suddenly he will be there on a hillock but she would spend her time only looking for bhagwan and feeding bhagwan it is the same now with ratanlal amma the diamond of a devotee who had that privilege to be a mother to the lord and in fact the story does not end there the next day swami while talking to mr ratanlal swami says what is this i was there for more than an hour but you are singing the same song at least change the song ek hi gana you sing ek hi gana dead ghanta ek hi gana kam se kam aur ek bhajan gao कम से कम और एक भजन गाती स्वामी नेक्स्ट डे स्वामी इज टेलिंग हर एंड मिसेज रतनलाल से स्वामी आई डोंट इवन नो व्हाट आई एम सिंगिंग स्वामी आई डोंट इवन नो दैट यू वर देयर इन द हाउस यू आर माया इज सो स्ट्रांग आई हैड नो आईडिया अबाउट एनीथिंग आई डोंट नो व्हाट आई वाज सिंगिंग एंड मिसेज रतनलाल सेस हाउ ब्यूटीफुल इट यूज्ड टू बी इन दोस डेज सिंगिंग फॉर द लॉर्ड एंड इन दोस डेज दे वुड हैव द चांस टू सिंग अलोंग विद स्वामी इनफैक्ट after swami finishes the public darshan swami would come inside vrindavan and then there used to be a chair where bhagwan would sit and before the dining session swami would just sit on that chair and there would be beautiful pictures there of shirdi baba and you know other gods and swami would just go on singing swami would take the talam swami would play and they all would join and that singing session sometimes would go on 
for an hour, two hours, three hours because Swami would be just lost singing and they would be just, they would forget their bodies, they would forget their mind just singing with the Lord. That is how their life was in those days. The Lord stole their hearts with His music, with His melody, with His magic, with His love, with His overpowering presence and His sweetness, the nectar of His Leela. They were soaked in the Amritam that was Prandavan. And Swami was that Chitta Chora. He really stole their minds, their hearts. No wonder every student in those days if you talk to them, you know they were constantly milling around Bhagwan's residence for another, just one more glance, one more, maybe he will speak, one more time, maybe Swami will part the curtain. They were all the time around Bhagwan's residence. It was just like how it was with the Gopikas. Their minds were completely all the time with Swami. Even if they were eating, they were sleeping, going to the college, but the mind was constantly with Bhagwan. That is what Prindavan was in those days and that is what Mrs. Ratanlal experienced, was fortunate to experience with Bhagwan, the one who stole their hearts like no one else ever can. Mr. V. Srinivasan, the former 
all india president of satyasai seva organizations who also had the opportunity to watch mrs ratanlal at very close quarters and see her serve bhagwan for many years he says that even though she had such an endearing relationship with bhagwan even though she had so much of freedom when it came to bhagwan's physical proximity she always maintained a sense of decorum and dignity and this is what swami appreciated so much she always knew how to conduct with bhagwan depending on who was there with bhagwan if there were guests and if there were eminent people around bhagwan she would never coax swami to eat only probably mention one or two words but she would not persist but if there was no one then she would be there like a mother coaxing swami so she knew how to conduct with bhagwan and what would make swami comfortable when she can take liberty and when she should be completely in the background she knew all the time how to conduct in front of bhagwan and that is something that swami trained her and she because her attention was completely focused on what swami likes what swami likes what is it that will make him happy she was all the time attuned to that and that is how her all actions were guided by bhagwan so that she becomes just another medium so that everything she did was as per bhagwan's wish and whatever she did she always had that passion for perfection anything that she did because it is for bhagwan there cannot be even an iota of imperfection in it in fact mr vishnu wasan says how when she used to make dahi when she used to make this curd for bhagwan she would set the curd at three different times in the mornings just to make sure that you know at least one of them is perfect and not sour because different times when you set the curd the taste is different and in seasons in different seasons it is different in summers it is different in some seasons it take longer time in other seasons it takes much less time so she didn't want to leave anything to chance and she used to say jab swami ki dahi aati hai usme khatta nahi hona chahiye so that is what was her aim that whatever we offer to bhagwan it has to be something where you have put your heart and soul and ensure that there is no lacun in it and this is not something she did it for one year two year or five years she did it for 40 years or more same enthusiasm same excitement same commitment same intense devotion same exhilaration when she found that swami ate something same joy when swami looked healthy in fact mr vinay kumar narrates how one evening late in the evening this is perhaps sometime in 2008 2009 swami's carrier came back whatever she had cooked and she rushed to the door the same excitement to get the carrier open it and see as soon as the carrier would come she would say aage aage it is come it is come and now you know whatever she is doing she will stop everything she will go and open the tiffin box and then she will see okay if the first thing if the first vessel is empty which means swami has eaten something and she'll, okay aaj to swami ne kha liya aaj to bhagwan ne kha liya she'll be very happy and then she'll open the next next tiffin and then she will see oh why did swami not eat this why swami aaj bhi ye nahi khaye why did swami not eat this that is what her life was all about and that feeling that anguish when she saw that something is not taken by bhagwan and the joy when swami had taken something that is something that cannot be described 
is what Brother Vinay Kumar says. Very few people in contemporary times had perhaps that kind of a devotion. In fact, this reminds me of Shabari. The kind of intensity, the kind of purity and the kind of intense offering where you live only for the Lord. That's it. The Lord's smile is a joy and that is the only thing that sustains you. And Mrs. Ratanla came from such a modern upbringing. She had come from a very light family. Mentioned all this in previous episodes. But here she was telling us what it is to be humble, what it is to be dedicated, what it is to have devotion. In fact, Mr. Ramani says that if Kasturi would have been there, just like Professor Kasturi has written the life of Mother Ishwaramma, we all know the book, Ishwaramma, The Chosen Mother. Mr. Ramani says, if Kasturi, sir, would have seen Ratanla Lama, he too would have wanted to write a book on Mrs. Ratanlal. Because Mrs. Ratanlal is almost a shadow of Mother Ishwarama. That is how her life was. That is how Swami prepared her. In fact, that is the life of all these chosen devotees. We hear the lives of so many saints and sages. But these were real life contemporaries of the avatar who were picked by the avatar to play very, very definite roles and it is for us to look at their lives and derive inspiration, learn the lessons and see if we can emulate at least a little from their lives if we want to be instruments in the Lord's hands. And Mrs. Ratanlal was concerned not just about food. In fact, on one occasion when Bhagwan is going to the governor's guest house, the governor had called Bhagwan and she saw that Swami, your robe is not proper. She went straight away and told Swami, you can't go to a governor's place like this. Swami was always not so concerned about, about himself. And she said, Swami, I have a robe. I have to do these two, three robes. You please change and go, Swami. And, and Swami acceded to her request. That is how her concern was. In fact, there are so many more tales about this intense concern that she had always for the physical form of the Lord. And in fact, in the future episodes, I will share with you much more stories. In fact, she was the one who also trained Mrs. Vidya, the wife of Mr. Vishnivasan, in the initial days when they became devotees and when Bhagwan used to go to Chennai and uh, Mrs. Vidya used to cook for Bhagwan. So in those days, Mrs. Ratanlal would always go to the kitchen and she would constantly be training her so that she cooks what would be interesting for Bhagwan, what would make Bhagwan eat. And with time, she even after Mrs. Srinivasan, Vidya Srinivasan picked up everything, even then she would go to the kitchen and she would still monitor, she would still ensure that you know, there were no mistakes and you know there was absolutely no error when it came to serving Swami, when it came to his food, when it came to doing something which will preserve his body. In fact, there are so many occasions which I have also personally seen where she would say, Swami, you are becoming thin. Swami, your hair is not good. Swami, you have to do something about And if it came from her, Swami was always different. Swami accepted it. Swami responded. No one else would dare to do that. But she could do that. And Swami would always listen to her. Swami would always relate to her in a, such a different manner. It is only because of her purity. It's only because right from that time she saw Swami, she knew that I belong to Swami and I'm here only for Swami. And because that was so settled, so concrete,
concretely set in our mind that everything that came only from that feeling only from that purity only from that intensity and the lord accepted everything with so much of love with so much of welcomeness that is what mrs ratnalal was to bhagwan in fact this thursday as we are thinking about mother ishwaramma i cannot not but pay gratitude to all the mothers who have mothered the lord learned from mother ishwaramma just like you had a devaki and a yashoda you had the devaki as mother ishwaramma who underwent so much of pain just like mother devaki had and then bhagwan gave the chance to so many others to mother him to subamma to ratnalamma and when we look at their lives it is for us to see what is it that we can emulate so that we too can deserve to play little little roles in his mission that we too can develop some purity some level of that sacredness in us so that when the lord wants to give a task he picks us up we become his first choice so dear listeners there's so much more to the life of uh, mrs ratnalal and we will continue this series mrs ratnalal a diamond of a devotee we have done nine episodes i'm so grateful to bhagwan that in the ninth episode we talked about mrs ratnalal in the future episodes i will share with you more stories of how swami tested her in the initial years and how swami slowly chiseled her being so that she could shine like a diamond this is the story of every devotee it happens in everyone's life because that is the journey we have to go through so that we become what he wants us to become bangaru we become that gold that he wants us to become as pure so that his image can shine in our heart so that we reflect his love without any deformities without any blemish so that we also shine and radiate that love that he wants us to radiate so we'll continue this series thank you so much for being with me for this program and if you have any queries or comments or any suggestions or anything that you want to share please feel free you can write to listener@radiosai.org or if you want to write anything personally to me you can write to bishu b i s h u bishu@radiosai.org with prayers at the lotus feet of bhagwan for having given this opportunity to dwell on the lives of the people who have served him and with prayers that we continue this series i leave you now with that bhajan again which goads us to offer our gratitude to the divine mother and pray to bhagwan that we too imbibe that kind of purity and sublimity in our lives
listener at radiosci.org you can also whatsapp us to this number 9393258258 thank you and sai ram